Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. Episode 12, Jill Picklow. Jill is a New Jersey native. She served in the Air Force Reserves for six years as an aircraft mechanic. Jill runs a home-based health and wellness business. She is a wife and a mom to one beautiful daughter. We cannot wait to hear all about Jill and what she is doing these days. But first, we have some catching up to do. We um, do. Yeah. We do. Um, so we're recording this prior to the Super Bowl. Yep. So we're all going to make our picks to see if we're if we know what's up, or you know, we can say who we're rooting for too. So. Yes. Um, Eagles. Oh wait, they're not. Yeah. Eagles. Oh, oh, we're up. Man, I don't know. That's where we're from. <laughs> Just a heads up. Well, not me. I am rooting completely for the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, because I'm an Eagles fan and I love Andy Reid. And if the Eagles can't be in the Super Bowl, I would love to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl. So you're choosing the Chiefs. So right. I am choosing the Chiefs. Tara. So me too. My husband okay. and I were actually talking about it the other day, and and a lot of people I think are kind of rooting for him to mm-hmm. in this area. Give him one for sure. All yeah. of a sudden, everyone was like, "Yeah." I mean, yeah. it's hard not to. He's. I mean, and they're good. They're you know, they're a good team. Yeah, this is going to be a good one because both teams really fought to the to right. the death there to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's not just the Patriots. It's everybody I know, but it's, the it's Patriots. Refreshing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry to all our Patriot fan listeners. Oh, but, yeah, so sorry. Yeah. Oh, but that's yes, okay, but it's refreshing for them to not be there. Okay. We need that button that goes like, Rah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll tell Jason to go go get some oh, no, fun to it. <laughs> who, do you, who do you want? Or who do you pick? Um, I don't really know much about football. Does your husband watch football at all? Yes, he does. He's a diehard, I'm not going to say fan, and um, it's not very a Patriots popular fan? in the no. area. Okay, yeah. No. And oh. I don't even know who he wants to win. Okay. I think it's I think it's the Chiefs though. So okay. I'll just say Chiefs. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Chiefs. Amy. All yep. right. So yep. we are unanimously yes. for the Chiefs. All right. <laughs> so when we and listen they to will this, win. <laughs> when this podcast yeah. posts, we will already know the answer to that. Awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. Because yeah, that's what we do. We know. We know. We already know. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. So what are we up to? we're gonna talk about what is new. Yeah. And so something that's new for Inspired Purpose, you know. We love hosting this podcast. We love featuring female entrepreneurs and hanging out, having our conversation. We feel like all of you are sitting on the couch in my basement with us. Um, But we have been approached by people to be guests on their podcast. And Mm -hmm. so we have said yes to Lisa Pizik to be on her podcast. And what she wants to do, which I think is really cool, is a month of inspired purpose. Yeah, that's so cool. And so she's interviewing me on Monday, and then she's interviewing... I think Tara next, Me and next, then she's yeah. interviewing Amy, mm-hmm. and then she wants to have all three of us on together, and I don't know how, if we're going to be able to contain ourselves, the three of us, on some, like, I think Me on, on someone, someone else's, else's podcast, oh, man. talking about what I, I didn't even think of that, you know, but the three, yeah, but Lisa is a big personality, yeah, she'll be able to, if got, anyone can handle us, it's her, yes, yeah. it is, and yeah. so when we are guests on there, and all those episodes air, we'll be sure to let everybody on social media know, so they can give a listen, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, I have something a little personal that's going on. Um, I am working on the speech for my best friend's wedding. And she just um, asked me the other day to do it. And she knows of all people who love to talk and all her friends. (laughs) Who's my friend who will stand up and talk? I know. Tara! (laughs) And she has been in my life since the age of 13. And she has just... Just, oh, I she's my sister. Kind of I do, yes, yeah. And she just moved to Arizona, so I'm going to Arizona. The entire family for her wedding. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah so Super I'm very excited. Cool. That's wonderful. Yeah. So what's new with you, Amy? Uh, well, Mark transitioned to a new job, so that's exciting, and um, that's my husband. Um, and he's working from home, which 
I love just saying like, you know, sometimes it, the transition isn't an easy one. And, you know, he had done this shortly, briefly at the beginning of the year. And I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to be. He's going to be home. Mm-hmm. But it's really nice. Like it's, it's, it is, it's really nice. But he's been asking for an office and we didn't know what we were going to do with like the front room. We kind of redid some stuff in the house. And I was like, you know what? Let's make it a double office. Um, and then I know Penelope had saged of a while ago, her yeah, office. And, you know, and I kind of looked into it. I'd never done it. And there's always been something in the house. There's always this negative energy since we moved in. So it's, the house has been there. Um, I do believe two people before us had gotten divorced and I felt, I kind of felt that. So I did the whole house. You saged the whole <laughs> I house. I saged the whole house. Basement, everything. And wow. I was like, oh, you know, I always get scared when I go in the basement because I'm a chicken. <laughs> Still to this day. I'm like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. I have the sage. <laughs> <laughs> Probably said that out loud. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and and Mark came home, and I or I came home the other night, and he was like, did you clean? I was like, yeah, I did. I cleaned the air. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you said, yeah. You said that he walked in the door yes. and was like, it just feels so good in yes. here. And, and he it, didn't know. I said, do you smell anything? He's like, no. Nah. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am borrowing your sage, Penelope. Yeah, my stage, sage will be down to a little note. Yeah. Do you want it next, Jill? Yeah. <laughs> I still have a lot left yeah. over now that I know how to do it the right way. Yeah. I think there is something to be said for moving into a home that other people owned. Yes. And to eventually turn that into feeling like your home. Which we didn't And your energy. Do. Which is so hard when you have kids and you're trying well, to do all the things. you know, being transparent, we got, bought a house we couldn't afford. Yeah. Period. Like, we bought in 2005 uh, during the before, time where they gave yeah. you loans oh. that you, sh- like, and we were naive and, you know, yeah. our fault, too, for not knowing better. But we're like, oh, well, if the bank you will give us so a many loan. Other people. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we had the arm loan and everything. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we got out of it. But, I mean, it took us till now to catch up. Yeah. 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Almost walking away from it, too, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of stuff it's wrong scary. with it. Yeah. It can yeah. Be scary. So we were, I mean, essentially house poor for a lot of years. So, yeah. It's coming around and turn, you know, but yeah. it definitely like had something, something, some sort of energy that just, and we're starting to make it our own and, you know, put our own touch on it 15 years later. But hey, listen, it's better. <laughs> oh, being in your living yeah. room the other day when you were helping me write my story, it's I so could not feel back it was there. so comfortable. That, for some reason, that back, the tiniest room in my house is the most comfortable yes. one. Yes. I've been in That's your house been our, yeah. before, two times before, but I don't know, your space, it's just very inviting. Like Penelope's couch. Yes, exactly. That's my famous couch. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had tears this morning earlier. Yeah, we had yeah, a, a meeting yeah. earlier and there was crying going on. Not yes. that we want to make you cry, Jill. Yeah, I'm scared. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, not would be scared. Scared. Or, easy. I yeah. have tissues. Yes. So okay. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All, right, All right, so let's talk to Jill. So um, I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Yes. Um, yeah, so I met Jill, and I believe that Tara did too at the same time. So yes. two different times at Main Street Savvy meetings. And so Main Street Savvy is um, a women's, um, women who own Local, businesses. Yeah. It's kind of like based out of Mulcahy, New really cool. Jersey. I, I, I do need to get more involved. I have to a, say, yeah. it's a room full of women that you walk in and everybody's so supportive and and like confident and like just wants to love on you. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you have that feeling? Mm-hmm. You know? It's just, it's a really, really cool thing. It is cool. Yeah. Such um, an uplifting feeling as soon as you walk in the room. Yes. And how many times do you walk into a room full of women and feel like that? Not often. No. No. It's sad, sad, though. It really should be more... More yeah. like that, where you're just yeah. uplifted. They're out there. If you're looking for them, they're out there. And we are here. <laughs> it is <Yes>. us too. 
I so, think one of you did say that, that someone said it, that South Jersey has, and I do feel that. Yes. I kind of realized yeah, that today. Something. South yeah. Jersey does have a big vibe tribe of women who are all like in the entrepreneurial space, the personal development space, the wellness space, like more so than I would think anywhere. But then somebody said, yeah, but it is everywhere. You just have to it find is. it. Yeah, that's true. It's so it be. was me when I was at your house and okay. you that's typing right. my story. Yeah. That's oh, but I, I heard think. that. I heard that comment too previously. But I think we. I mean, we've met so many women there, yes. and we interview them here. We have them on our podcast, yes. yeah. so yeah. it's just a bunch of love. Listen, yeah. who you who you spend your time around and who you allow into your space is so mm-hmm. very important. Yes. And so, listening to Jill talk, I believe it was at Kate's house, um, Kate Butler's house. Uh, and you were talking about your wellness business and about your daughter and all of that. And so I kind of would like to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do. Um, so what attracted you to kind of getting into the health and wellness space? And what brought you to South Jersey? Like, Because I know this is not originally where you're from. So let's just dive into that. Yeah. All right. I will start off with after I had my daughter. And she's how old? She is five and a half. Okay. Right after I had my daughter, my body was very different. Mm. And I decided to quit the credit union job that I had so I could be home with her. We were all alone up in Fort Drum, New York. No family, no friends. So six, seven hours away from family and friends. Having this newborn baby alone. I didn't trust anyone with my daughter. Yeah, I I completely. Especially up in the middle of nowhere. So the first part was I'm going to stay home with my baby. And I was still in the Air Force Reserves. But I only had to worry about that one weekend a month and then two weeks roughly out of the year. Mm -hmm. So starting to be basically a stay-at-home mom. And my body was very different. And I didn't feel good. So that really affected me mentally, emotionally, physically. It just didn't feel good being in my skin. Everything was different. Is this like postpartum, like after you had her? Um, I don't think it was mostly like postpartum depression, but just a postpartum something. Um, You know, your stomach feels different, your arms, your legs, Mm -hmm. everything. Um, You know, you're tired, you're Mm -hmm. up up and down with the newborn, you try to work out, you try to eat better. And then I found the health and wellness company that I'm partnered with through another military spouse. And it was mind-blowing to think I can work on my body and help my family earn income at the same time. Mm-hmm. I can do this from home with my baby. Like all these things. I'm like, this can't be true. Mm-hmm. This can't be real. And and I was wrong. It was very real. And we were actually really struggling financially. Mm-hmm. When you're, he was active duty army. And when you're only like E2, E3, you're really not making enough income to support a family. And I quit my credit union job and we were already living paycheck to paycheck before that I had a lot of debt from my previous life he had debt from his previous life so when we got married all that debt Mm -hmm. came together throwing a baby the savings is depleted so I think a lot of people are going to relate to exactly yeah I'm like oh my gosh basically yeah our story it was really scary high stress yes it was scary it puts a lot of pressure on a marriage too like Mm -hmm. it really really does Mm -hmm. on it puts pressure on you but it puts pressure on a marriage Mm -hmm. like that is tough that's a hard it big shifts yeah right because now I'm home with her and I didn't feel like I was contributing. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, you know, I think just as moms, sometimes we, we get like that where we feel like we're not doing enough. 
oh girl, we are doing a lot. Yeah. yeah. A I, lot. I can relate to that now because I'm at the point where my kids are growing up and I'm like, wow, you know, 20 something years of my life, I revolved my life around being home when I got home from school, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And there, I have moments of thinking, where would I be career wise had I gone all in and not done that and let the kids be after school programs and all that kind of stuff and then I'm like no I did what I what was right for our family that's the choices we made that mm-hmm. I would be present you know and that was the thing it felt right to be with my daughter and not have her be six weeks old and someone else taking care of her yeah, yeah. see I know it yeah. <laughs> here comes the tears tearing yes, up because when we talk mama stuff it's the yeah. it's the cornerstone of our hearts Right? It's our creation. Yeah. Exactly. She is my whole world. And yeah. I just couldn't imagine not being there with her when she was a newborn. Yeah. So I'm very grateful that it worked out. That even even though we depleted our savings and we were behind on bills, I was still there with her. And I didn't miss out on those moments. Prior to Chris and I getting married, I always worked two and three jobs to get by. So even mentally, the idea of being home all day and not working two jobs, three jobs, bringing in money, it was very weird and um like I said I felt like I wasn't doing enough or Mm -hmm. there was something missing so knowing that there was a way to work from home and still be a mom it was um it was mind-blowing and such a blessing and it definitely did a 180 for us within seven months that's so good that's so awesome it's a blessing you know network marketing is out there and the growth of what it's becoming because it gives us the opportunity as moms today to be able to be the, that stable mom at home, but still earning an income as well, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Definitely. So then what brought you back to this area and, and how long have you been here? And My husband was injured in the army and the injury got worse over time, um, three years time. So when it came time to really dig into the injury, it was a little too late and it caused other injuries. Mm. Um, So the Army had medically discharged my husband, and it was kind of like, when he got the phone call, I immediately had a panic attack. What are we going to do for health insurance? What are we going to do for income? Where are we going to live? That's a scary Mm -hmm. thing. Because the Army, you're getting a paycheck on the 1st and 15th of every month. You're getting BAH, which is your housing allowance. Um, You have free health care. I had a baby for free. Yeah. Everything was free. So the idea of being a civilian where everyone's paying, you know, 500 a month, 1000 a month just for health care, mm-hmm. I immediately went into panic mode. Thinking you'd have to go back to work. and I didn't know what was going to happen. Meanwhile, he's like, oh, we're going to be fine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know what you're getting like, so upset really about. That way, or are they being protective of us and inside they're freaking out? Yeah. That's what I wonder about. Yeah. He you is know? so relaxed. <laughs> so I, I immediately was like going online, looking up government jobs, just total craziness and chaos. I had a friend in the Air Force with me who's actually a realtor in South Jersey, And I was sitting there the one day, really frustrated, and I shut my laptop, and I and I prayed to God. Sorry. (laughs) And I said, "Um, please help me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I opened up my laptop, and her profile popped up. Hmm? And I said, wait a second, she is a realtor. In New Jersey, she was in the Air Force with me. She knows so many things. And I reached out to her. And immediately, um, we started looking at homes in um, 
basically South Jersey, not this specific area in the beginning. Um, there was a lot of back and forth, so I would drive six hours down, look at houses, drive oh six gosh. hours up. <laughs> um, and I came down three times. My husband took a completely different job somewhere else, so we had to go even more south. So it was, it's like, I'm so happy that happened because I'm like, this happened for a reason. I ended up in a town that I knew nothing about, in a place where I knew no one, no friends. I didn't know where anything was. We can all relate to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not one of us is from this area. Yeah. I completely ended up in my town by accident. Mm -hmm. and Same. Like, and, I ended up here in West Effort by accident. Well, I don't know if it was an yeah. accident now. And, but, um, yeah. You know, it was scary at first, and as I started getting settled in, I realized what an incredible town and neighborhood and everyone and the outerlying towns and how beautiful all these neighborhoods are, how amazing all these people are, mm -hmm. and I just feel so blessed. Everything from local businesses to dance studios to um, the school systems, everything's perfect, mm -hmm. and that was one thing that I was worried about is I moved like 5,000 times in my life, and mm -hmm. I don't want to move anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, the fact yes. that I landed in the all, perfect yeah. place, that that really spoke to me and said this happened for a reason. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Aww, I can relate to so many things that you oh, said there, yeah. you know. Um, I never heard of West Stafford, New Jersey, and I never thought that I would ever live here. And I've been here for 24 years now. Wow. I know. Yeah, when um, I told everyone I where it. I moved to, they're like, where is that? Home? I know. My what family was like, about? what? <laughs> South of Cherry Hill? Does that even exist? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've lived in North Jersey, Central Jersey, and Southeast Jersey, but never Southwest. So I'm a fish. I'm, I'm like Oh, full, you've been everywhere. I'm the full-blown Jersey girl. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've been everywhere. I moved so many times. <laughs> I moved from the Midwest, so it was, I literally... It's like another country. I literally thought I moved to Europe, because it was nothing like anything I'd ever experienced, and I am definitely, I've already, like, I'm, like... You are I'm, kind of a Jersey girl. Oh, I'm 100%. Yeah. I, love I love it. Like, it's, it, one, I'm here. Uh, you know, there's so yeah. many things that are amazing, but you have to really find, like, for me, it was, like, we moved in October, it was when, in the summer, the next summer... With the shore, I was like, oh, this is cool. Because mm -hmm. in the Midwest, you do not have that. Yeah. You have, like, Michigan, but it is nothing. Like, we're 45 minutes from the beach mm -hmm. if we want to go every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, and you have, you know, yeah. you're blessed to The have airport it. Yeah. is here. There's a mall in every corner. There's a Wawa wherever you go. The beach is an hour away. I mean, it, we're this very, a, very central. Yes. It's a this really a nice This is a perfect area. location. You have everything. Yeah. It yeah, is and amazing. really, the weather isn't that no, no, it's not. not at I know. All. People live yeah. here all their lives don't realize it, I think. No, know? yeah, no. In Fort Drum, we were getting lake effect snow, so it would dump on you, and you would get like three feet within yes. a very short mm -hmm. amount of time. And you try to shovel it, and it's right back. Yeah. Um, I actually got stuck in a snowbank when I was pregnant for two hours. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. No. That's terrifying. So, another thing that I love about being your own boss is that when there's a state of emergency, you're already home. Yeah. You're not yeah. at your job trying to get home. Yeah working for a boss that doesn't care about your well-being. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I never true. had that at any of my old jobs. And, yeah, I was roughly six months pregnant trying to get home in the whiteout state of emergency, and I went to go get on 81. <laughs> I went into a snowbank. Yeah, it's easy to do when it's, like, snow blind. You yeah. Know? yeah, you can't yeah. see anything. No, yeah. So when you had your – so you started your home-based business when you were living in New York. And so then you were able to, that's kind of the beauty of it. When you moved down here, did that change things for you as far as a customer base or people that you could work with? 
I feel like it's a friendlier area to do um, what I do, to do what all of us do. Northern New York, I was up by the border of Canada, and it's just a very different environment. Mm -hmm. um, their interests are very different. I didn't really fit well. Um, so it's kind of a, a, it's a, how do you say it? Breath uh, of fresh air. Breath of fresh there air. There you go. It was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> because now I'm in an area where it is appreciated and it's welcomed and people understand. Mm -hmm. I'm not looked at, you know, sideways like, well, what is that? But why do you do that? And what is that for? But why, you know, so this is an area where people get it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they understand. Um, so it's definitely better here. Than it was up there. You know, it's interesting. I think different areas of the country, like, so if you think about Saratoga, Florida, or um, what are some other towns that are known for being very uh, on the forefront of, well, like Denver, Colorado, right? So places where California. everybody is so aware of wellness and health and all that kind of stuff. And it's so accepted. Mm -hmm. um, but then you go someplace like here, and I feel like we're a little, we're just kind of getting there in mm -hmm. this area, right? So we're just starting to get more better healthier restaurants, our shopping center, our stores, like ShopRite and all that, are just starting to yes. carry in the last couple years, oh, yeah. like healthier versions of things, right? So I feel like we're on the way here, but right. I guess we're way ahead of other areas too. So where you yeah. live can really have a big impact on your health and what you kind of know. Well, like even Absolutely. Omaha, believe it or not, when I would go visit my mom three years ago, their organic section, their whole, they had whole, their high V, which is like a shop, right? had all entire, like, they were ahead of us mm -hmm. as far as health and wellness. We had to go to specialty stores, right. like Whole Foods and yes. Wegmans, like our local shop, right, Acme, all that. The organic they're section getting is better. very tiny. Yeah, they're, they getting, getting they're getting bigger. more brands yeah. that are better and all that. So that's interesting that you saw mm -hmm. that difference, and I feel like we're still, like, we still have so far to go in this yeah. area. But it's good because there's an awakening going on with people yeah. around health and wellness. And I feel like even the other parts of New Jersey that I lived in, um, health and wellness was pretty big. So I was only maybe six and seven years old, and my older brother was working out and eating right. And eventually, like, I saw my own father as I got older was working out and eating right. They were all about motocross, so you really need mm -hmm. to be yeah. in good shape to, um, surprisingly, you know, yeah, when you're no, racing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Some people don't think so, but yes, you need to be yeah. in good shape <laughs> to do it. So I was very young when I was getting interested in working out, and that was just through my family. Then growing up, and you know, you're working everywhere, you're meeting everyone. Everyone's got a gym membership. Everyone's mm -hmm. um, running or you know walking the boardwalk, something. No matter where you go, mm -hmm. someone is into health and fitness, and that was one of the things that I really did like. Even before I was a mom, I was at the gym every day. When I went to school for a year, um, when I was working, I would go to the gym if it had to be before work, in the middle of two jobs, or after. My my second job. Um, New Jersey, I feel like, for the most part, a lot yeah. of people are really into... And we're close to New York, and I think that helps us be mm -hmm. more, you know... Oh, absolutely. A little bit more forward-thinking with that mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. Right. So, if you were... If you had the opportunity to go back five, you know, five, ten years to your younger self, what is some advice that you would give yourself for today? Um... I'm not going to say five because I kind of already gave you an idea of where I was, like building my business. Mm -hmm. um, this time five years ago, it was booming. If you say 10, how old am I again? <laughs> um, Shh, don't say that out yeah. loud. <laughs> so that was a very hard time in my life when I was working two to three jobs and I couldn't afford to live. It was very hard. 
and I felt stuck. Like this is this is the way life is going to be until I die. Mm-hmm. I have to work two to three jobs and live paycheck to paycheck. I was very depressed. I was in a dark place, and I didn't think it would ever be different. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I could go back 10 years and, and talk to Jill, I'd tell her, it's going to get better. You're not going to be stuck. You're not going to be in debt forever. You're not going to be working three jobs forever. Mm-hmm. Life can change at any moment for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. That's something I've learned as long as I've been on the planet, um, which is longer than all of you. <laughs> but really, honestly, you know, and I think that our 20s are such a difficult time. Oh, yeah. Because we're just, we don't know where, where are we going to live? Who are we going to marry? Are we going to have kids? Are we going to be happy? How much yeah. money are we going to make? There's so many unknowns. So much pressure. And all of us were new moms yeah. in our 20s. Yeah. So. How old were you when you had your daughter? I was 23 when yeah. I had her. Okay. I turned 24 like two months later. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, so we all were in our 20s. Yeah. yeah. And we're still trying to figure ourselves out. We were talking about this on a previous podcast episode um, where we were like, you know, still trying to figure out who we were. And then here comes this little human being that we have to be in charge of. It's yeah. the strangest know? thing. When I was pregnant, I didn't think about it. And then the day Adriana showed up, I was like, I feel like a baby having a baby. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Like it just, it hit me. Yeah. It was very weird. It's powerful. It's a it very is. powerful. I was like, thing. "Where's the instruction book?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm taking him home. He, oh, he's, uh, oh, yes. I'm responsible for this. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh. Yeah. Well, you were an only child, right? Yes. I'm the youngest of my entire family, and so I never babysat anybody. I never changed a diaper, and I mm-hmm. never fed a baby. Oh, I babysat. Yeah. And so I have my daughter, and I'm 21, and they put her in my arms, and they say, "Okay," and I'm like, ah, "What do I do?" <laughs> like literally, I had never changed a diaper. Ever. So, and I breastfed her and that went very well and that was all very natural. But, and I remember driving home in the car with her and just turning around and looking back there and being like, she could die if we don't like take care of her. I had the same yeah. thought too on the way home from the hospital. I was like, huh. and every little, you know, babies go, yeah. and they make all those weird noises. She's choking. Oh my God. She can't breathe. She's going to die. I'm like, I am not built for this. I am not built for this. And I did develop as a mother, but it just wasn't for me this whole like, Oh my God, there's my beautiful baby and I just instinctively know what to so do. So we blossom and we grow as yeah. we in, you know, instill all that into our child yeah. too. And it, it's, it's scary. It is very, and I'm so happy to see that there's so much more. It's crazy since having Alicia who yeah, will be 20 you can see the difference. versus Hudson yeah. who's nine months. Yeah. The difference in the hospitals and the nurses and what they offer you and coming to your house and yeah. all that. And I'm just like, wow. Again, because they're more concerned about the whole person, right? Yeah. And so it has to do with how well is the mother. Nobody even thought about that before. No. no. You know? Mm-mm. And even now I feel like it's still becoming a new thing, caring about the mom too and not just the baby. The mom needs self-care. She needs help. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Jill. Yeah. So. so how can our listeners find you? Um, I am on Facebook, Jill Piccolo, and I have a page on Facebook. It's fit.made.simple. I hope that's so, easy to yeah, follow. Yeah, well, yeah, so I can put that. It'll be It'll in, be the, in show the show notes. notes. Yeah. All right, yep. and I am on Instagram. Again, Jill Piccolo, very simple. Okay. And how do you spell that, just so people know? J-I-L-L. P-I-C-K-L-O as in Oscar. Oh, yay. That was cute. Perfect. (laughs) I'm used to having to repeat the O because sometimes it sounds like A. Yes. That's why I didn't want people searching for you and want them to be able to find you Mm -hmm. easily. But again, she'll put it in the show notes. Yep, it'll be there. 
awesome. It was really nice to Thank hear you. your story. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank that. you guys for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> we try to make it fun. Yeah, I said I told you. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's my turn to do the Do Good segment, mm-hmm. and every single podcast we like to highlight something good going on in the world because the news, you know, will just depress you and make you believe that there's just right. nothing good out there. So I found a story that really touched me, and it's called Move Over Superman. Soup Man is helping the homeless after losing his son. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, Massachusetts resident Peter Keller's 33-year-old son, Travis, passed away from a drug overdose while living on the street. This tragically inspired Keller to spring to action and make sure that everyone had a warm meal to eat during the wintertime. He started by distributing soup and warm clothing to those who need it. Now he even has a set of buses to help him reach even more folks. Mm. I had to do something, Keller said, and I came up with this brainstorm that I was going to make soup and bring it out to the homeless. Keller's act of kindness started going viral when he gave an older woman his hat and gloves on a cold day. Soon, a movement called Support the Soup Man began, and people started donating to Keller. I didn't get the chills. Mm -hmm. Journalist Al Roker accompanied Keller one day to see how much this hot soup and warm clothes could help those in need. So what does a hot cup of soup mean, Roker asked Keller. Warmth and kindness and love, Keller responded. That's what it means to me. Since beginning his Soup Man project, Keller estimates that he has given out more than 3,000 cups of soup and donated tens of thousands of winter clothes, and he even recently started traveling with a portable shower, which enables those who are homeless to clean up and enjoy warm water as well. Wow. Even a shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. there's there's one man out there just really taking his pain yeah. and making yes. a difference. Well, and you, and you can make a difference. One person can absolutely, absolutely make a difference. Like, and that's, I think, so important that people really need to know that, that mm-hmm. simple You acts, think it's too yeah. big of a problem, right. what could you possibly do? Exactly. Yeah. If you help one person, you made a just difference. Just to know what you mm-hmm. can, yeah, the feeling within yourself, and then it's like trickle effect. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. I like that one. All right. So now we'll do um, how we are loving ourselves lately or what we're grateful for. So who wants to go first? Um, okay. I will go first. So since having my son Hudson, I normally I'm a person who loves to work out all the time. Weights are my thing. It is like my jam. It's been my jammer since I met my husband, weightlifting and I kind of was not able to do that with being pregnant with Hudson. I had to stop um, because I had the full placenta privia. So it's been a little while since throwing some weights around. I did dig in a little bit into my garage and do some, but I'm like, you know what? I need accountability. So, Amy, (laughs) I am loving on myself and I am coming back to you at the gym. (laughs) I was talking to Mark and he's like, "You, you just, babe, just do it. Just go see Amy. You know this is what you love. So I'm like, yes. Yeah. So this mama is setting time aside for herself, and especially because I have my girlfriend, my best friend's wedding coming up. I have to go to, uh, we're going to Arizona. So getting this mom bod back in shape, and Amy, I am, Yay. I'm going to be, going to be seeing you a lot more often. Yay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Uh, okay, go ahead. Um, so I'm post elbow surgery, right? So. Um, which means that I was in pain for quite some time prior to my surgery, which means that I had to stop lifting heavy, I think, back in April. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think it was, right? Longer. Or... March, maybe. 
I'm not really sure, but at some time yeah. in 2019, I had to stop with like, because being a hairdresser, the reason I had elbow surgery was not weightlifting. It's because I was a hairdresser for 30 years, right? So repetitive use, repetitive right. use, repetitive use. Yes. Um, and so we kind of trained around it. We did. Yeah. We worked our way around it. We did everything that we could to still get me moving and squatting and all the things. But um, I was in pain. And so I kind of stopped working out. I got a little bit more sedentary. Um, and I just was focused on getting to the point of having surgery. And uh, the whole month of December, I was holding out on surgery and it was the holidays and it was all the things, right? So I just wasn't feeling my super best. Um, and then I had my surgery and I've been going to PT and I've just started to actually work out every single day this week. I've been mm -hmm. seeing your post. At the four week post-op mark. I love it. So I'm loving on myself by, I want to either usually pick up something heavy or swing a kettlebell or do something really intense and I'm allowing myself to do bar and Pilates. Right. It doesn't have to be intense. It's very flat. Yeah. Let me tell you, it hurts. Like, it's Absolutely. working. It's like digging into that booty oh, on girl, the side Oh, girl, I'm there. terrified for this feeling to come Ooh, back. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I know we, we do yeah. love it when yeah. it's there. So right? I guess being patient with myself. I'm mm -hmm. loving myself by being patient with my comeback as yes. far as my physical strength and ability goes. So. What are you, Jill? Um, it's hard to really zero in on one thing, especially because I love saying what I'm grateful for, like being with, with you guys right now. I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, to kind of go off of what Penelope was saying is lately to love myself and to cater to what I need and, um, you know, self-care, self-love, I did start working out again. When we moved back to New Jersey, you know, having such a big move, um, and, you know, new life was chaotic, I kept putting it off and putting it off. I'm tired. I'm taking care of Adriana. I'm running a home. Mm -hmm. I'm a wife. I homeschool her. I run a business. All these things, I kept making excuses. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't doing that for myself anymore. So finally, it'll be three weeks on Monday. I've been getting up earlier and doing at least about a half hour of a workout. Mm -hmm. And what a difference it makes. Oh, absolutely. It and even on our mind, right? Yeah. The, mm -hmm. the clarity and how it helps us. Boost the mood. Mm -hmm. Yes. So much. I mean, to, to move energy in your body, stagnant, stuck energy, you got to move. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's wonderful. Um, let's see. Let's see. What am I doing to love myself? Beating um, yourself up. Yeah, I've done working out. I, it, it's been an awesome week. So just a little. So we, for the last three months, have not. I haven't lifted heavy. I've just been working on technique. And it makes you feel like you're not good at what you do. And it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, and lately it's been really showing up as far as like, okay, in my numbers. I PR'd a lot last week. So PR is like your personal best lifting. And so that those come few and far between in what I'm doing because I've been doing it long enough. Um, so I hit like five PRs last week. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really that. excited for a light week next week, though. My body is <laughs> good. Yeah. So that means you're going to be light on me then. Yeah. Week, no, right? no. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's a result of your self-care yeah. that you've been giving yourself. Yeah. Staying on yes. your regimen. Yeah. Showing trusting up for your workouts. The programming. And, yes. Trusting my coach. Yes. Trusting. Because literally you're working on things you're bad at. Every day. And don't you see it in her too? The past week? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I do too. Mm -hmm. It's yep. wonderful. Little yeah. self care people will do Yay. wonders for you. Yeah. Well, yep. It's exciting. I have a big competition coming up in six weeks. Uh, Yay. Uh, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Is that good? Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank Jill. you so yeah. much. Thank you you were truly having. amazing. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, and any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we would appreciate. Yeah. Let's, Let's rise, rise together. together.